Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Christy Dignam, and I had hoped to have him on the show this morning, uh, but we will try and get him before the end of the show. Christy admitted that he uh, took the death of his beloved dog, Jack, worse than his father's death, saying, I was absolutely devastated. Now, the Aslan singer lost his father, Christy Sr., in May last year after a battle with COVID-19. And the Irish rocker suffered another heartbreaking loss shortly after when his beloved Yorkshire Terrier, Jack, died last summer. And he opened up about the pain of his canine companion of 12 years, according to one of the newspapers this morning. He said, he was my wingman. He came everywhere with me, absolutely everywhere. So I had him on Sunday and he was grand, jumping around like a pup. I went for a walk with him and then Sunday night he got a little bit ill. So on Monday, I rang the vet at around eight o'clock and he said, go on Skype and show me his gums and his teeth and his eyes and all that. I went on and if you haven't had a dog, you don't understand. The first dog I had, I came home uh, for my honeymoon and my sister was after getting a stray. You know, those black and white collie sheep dogs. And I had her. Sally was her name. And she was 14 years of age when she died. And it took me 18 years to get Jack just to get over. And then I had him 12 years. Anybody who knows uh, me knows that he goes everywhere with me. Now, Chrissy, who's 61 himself, by the way, said it was heartbreaking. He said it was actually worse than the loss of me dad. Now, in a discussion we had in the office today, everybody had a view on this line that Christy has put out, that the, his dog dying was worse, or had a worse effect on him, certainly, than a family member, his father. And nobody is suggesting, by the way, Christy didn't love his father, but people get so wrapped up in their pets that it can be worse than a family member. And one of my colleagues in work, who has a dog, thought it was the craziest comment he'd ever heard that he said you can't compare or suggest that the life of an animal is more important than the life of a family member. Whereas others in the office said absolutely. And I actually said to one of the office staff today, honestly, you have two choices. Burglar comes into your house, right? And he said, either the boyfriend or the dog gets it. He has one bullet. And they said, I'm the boyfriend. Give it to him. Keep the dog. I swear to God. Now, I don't know that was whether that was a flippant off the cuff answer, but certainly there are people out there who would prefer the burglar to shoot the husband or the wife rather than shoot the dog. That, you have no idea. People go bar me over their dogs and cats too if you're a cat person, I suppose. More so it seems to be dogs. But I want to know if you think that's a, an illogical thing to say, that the life of your pet or the death of your pet can be more devastating than the death of a family member. Is that illogical? Or can you actually understand that? Let me know what you think. The number is 087 That's 087 And it's quite a simple question. Is it illogical to say that your dog's life is worth more than a family member's life? In your eyes, that you would grieve more? 087 WhatsApp or text if you can. I want to go to Maura. Maura, you're in Ireland's Classic Hi, Kids. Hi, Ian Hi, Maura. How are you? I'm good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too um, bad. Do you miss me? I do, I do, yeah. yeah I do. Yeah. The yeah, station's I, all changed around now. Ah, yeah, well, that's neither here nor there. I miss me too. Do you? Yeah. yeah. But you had a bloody good weekend anyway. <laughs> I did the indeed. The cheek of me. The, how yeah. dare me take time the off? How dare me, huh? Gimpy. Yeah. Maura, I mean, yeah. people care about their pets. There's no doubt about it. I love my mind to the death. Oh my God, I'd do anything for them. Would you? I mean, I like would. anything. Yeah. Uh, like you jump off a building for him. 
if I thought I'd save his life, yeah. Oh, God, Maura. Maura, I have a dog. Amelia is her name. Little Maltese. Yeah. And, she, you know, she's... It doesn't matter what you say to her, how you treat her. And I don't ever treat her bad. She'll always come in smiling, barking, happy. She doesn't care. Yeah. She doesn't no, care. She, care. It's, like she doesn't, it's like she never has a bad day. They don't judge you. They no. don't answer back. No. They're, you see, in my, my situation is I don't have kids. Okay. So, so there's a slight difference there now. Right, okay. So you've been adopting dogs all your life. I have, actually, yeah. <laughs> How many dogs have you had? Oh, God, all in all. Um, well, we had a dog growing up, and he lived till he was 21. Oh, that was a good age for a dog. 15 yeah. is the average year, age, yeah. I think, I think I've had all in all myself. I think I've had about six. Yeah. Do you know, what, do you know what I find? And then I did foster for um, yeah. uh, dog charity as well. My, so son, my son does that. Yeah, and you told me that the last time. Yeah, and he ends up adopting them. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you know what I find? When you go back years ago, I remember my, our first dog was Terry was his name. And he was a rotten old mutt of a terrier, an old crossbreed mongrel, as they'd call them, right? And he went out every morning onto the road and off he went on his travels. Yeah. And he might yeah. come back at six o'clock for his dinner, right? And then he'd sleep out the back garden. He'd come into the house every now and again. But he lived till he was 19 or 20. And then one day he went out and never came back. Well, they go off to die. Do you think so? They do, oh no, they do, they do. Yeah. They don't, they don't like you seeing them dying. They go off. And know? see, that's the point I was making was he was fed bones and scraps from the butchers and all yeah. that. And, same, and, same and he lived to a good old dog. age. Very same as our own family dog and he was 21 and he had to be put asleep. Yeah, like <laughs> eventually, yeah. Like his dog just gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, then one of my dogs lived till 19. Yeah. One of my own personal dogs, and like that, he was a mongrel. Like I hate these, you know, fancy names on crossbreeds. Yeah, well, that's like, nowadays there's no such thing as a mongrel anymore. Yeah, it's a shit's a labradoodle or something like that, or a labradoodle, <laughs> yeah. an Irish doodle, an Irish I mean, doodle, an Irish one. doodle. An Ir- yeah. I mean, let's be clear about it. they're mongrels. That's what they they're are. Mongrels, yeah, yeah, but they're, they're yeah, crossbreeds. Yeah, if they're a mixture of more than one breed, they're a mongrel. Yeah. in my mind, you know. That, well, that's the word we used to use years ago. They're, they, nowadays, dogs get offended, you know. Dogs don't get offended. People get offended. People are looking for more money, Noel. That's what That's it what is. It is yeah. You pay, you pay big in. money for like a Labradoodle or something like that. Oh, tell me about yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I'm trying to think what Millie is actually because she's a cross between a Maltese and a Shih Tzu. I think she's a Maltese or a, a oh, Shih Tzu. Or a shitty Maltese. <laughs> or a shitty <laughs> I'm not too sure. Okay, so, if, I mean, if one of your dogs died, like, would you have grieved more than, say, a father or a mother or a brother or a sister? Well, a father and a mother, I think, yes, because you live your life expecting your parents to go before you. But you expect your dog to go before you, too. Yeah, but you don't think about that. Ah, you, you don't do. Think you about, you no, know, I you, think about poor really Millie. She's 12. You, you really don't. You don't think about that when you're growing up. You, you do know you will outlive your parents. If life goes according to plan, sometimes yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Children, yeah. children die. Yeah, no, no one, nobody wants to. Nobody wants to outlive their children. No. No, of course not. No. And I, I, I think you're, you're in, in your mind, you're, you're preparing yourself the best part of your life for your parents to die. You. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I think it all goes on the head where you get a little puppy dog and you just, oh God, you know. And you do, you treat them as a member of the family. As I say, I don't have kids. 
Now, I can't answer from somebody somebody's point of view who does have kids. But, uh, but you I accept wouldn't. that they have short lives. They do have short lives, yeah, but you want to put everything into that to make that short life the best ever. And what is it about dogs in particular? I know people have like cats as well, but dogs in particular, cats are not as loyal as dogs. Well, I mean, some, one, some cats are, some cats are. Ruth is shouting well, in the air because she has cats. But some cats number, are, Number generally. one, you don't, you don't really own a cat. No, a cat owns you. Yeah. Yeah. A cat just expects shit. Where they a say dog, a cat will eat you, eat you if you die. A oh, dog yes, won't. So, yeah. Yeah, if you die, a cat will actually eat you. The dogs are very faithful. Yeah, the cats are selfish. You know, they always have a smile. They greet you every time you come in the door, even if you've gone for five minutes. You know, it's like, oh, you're back way. (laughs) They have no sense of time. I did this the other day. When I come in the door, right, there's a bowl on the counter and there's treats in it, like little, they're kibbles. They're just the dried kibbles. We give her the wet. Now, she's on it because she has pancreatitis for the last six years. She's on a a special food, right? So, yeah, but so she's grand. No, she's fine. She was in the vet for nearly two weeks and she nearly died about six years ago. So from that point on, we were told we have to give her this particular food. Otherwise, she'll die. So she's not allowed scraps off tables or anything. But anyway, she's grand, she's healthy as, as fit as a fiddle. And, but when, when I come in the door, right, she barks her brains off at me until I give her five treats, right? And it has to be about four or five. And I'll put them on the floor and she'll eat them and she's delighted and she walks off, right? And yeah. then if I walk out the room and walk back in again, it's she like I have... another five treats. Yeah, <laughs> it's not you, she's looking for all the pain, it's the five treats. I might have left for a day, I might have left yeah. for two minutes, it doesn't matter. They have no concept of time. <laughs> Yeah, but if you go back in, in your happily married life, right, who greeted you first when you came in from work in the evening? The dog. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But I used to always say to the dog, every time the doorbell rang, the dog would go belting out to the hall, barking at the door, right? And I used yeah. to go and i say, Millie, it's not for you. It's never going to be for you. <laughs> you don't own this house. You own nothing. But look, I would be devastated, of course, if she died or if anything happened to her. And look, she's 12 now. She's getting on. She's got a few more years yeah, left. In her. You haven't got much left. Ah, much stop longer you. left. Anyways, but, yeah, no. but, but still, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think of it as bad as the death of my father or mother or brother. Or... But you're preparing yourself for the, the pattern of your parents. I'm not talking about a sibling like a brother or a sister. But I think from the day you're born, you're actually preparing yourself mentally. But that your parents. Are well, why aren't you preparing yourself mentally for the death of your dog? I accept Millie is going to die in a few years. Ah, you, you do think about it. Ah, uh, I, I don't know. You know, <laughs> it, it's it, it's a hard one to call. Okay, well, stay there, Maura, because James, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, James? He's going to call me an idiot. He is probably going to call you an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> James, <laughs> James, how are you today? I'm very well, although I, uh, for years now I'm just lost now in the craziness of about dogs. Dogs? Yes. Urf. Compared to my day now. Uh, what, what was your, oh, your day was like my day where they just wandered the streets. Yes, and also they were never in the house now. No, and they did, and they did white poo all over the place. Yeah, we they were, to... they were, my <laughs> father always had dogs when we were young. Not a, I'm not a particular dog person, I'm more of a cat person now. No, are you? Oh, yeah, I love you cats. Didn't, you don't strike me as a cat person, Oh, James. yes, I love cats. I love, I, they're, because they're not needy now. I don't uh, like dogs. They're oh, I see. Now, now you've just dashed all my... I see. Oh, James, I always had a view of you, right? And I've never met you. And I did actually one day predict what you looked like. And, <laughs> I, got it, and I got it fairly right that you were in your three-piece suit and, and a tall man greying in, in, in your 70s, right? But I also predict you sitting on a sofa with a sheepdog on your lap. Oh, some description. Christ, no, no, you don't know no. me very well, I'm afraid. Ah, Jesus, no. <laughs> I'm not one of those lovey-dovey, touchy, kind of feely people now. <laughs> no, right, sorry, I'm James. I'm an old right-wing conservative. We don't do that kind of thing Are now. you grumpy? 
Oh, yeah. I have a grumpy old man. Oh, uh, my daughter, okay. what she thinks of me now. <laughs> right, okay. She calls me a bad, mischievous old man. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> she, said, uh, she said, that Nile is taken in by you. I must go on there someday and put him right. <laughs> so you're a grumpy <laughs> well, old man. Well, back to dogs now. Yes. No, we've gone completely crazy now. Completely over the top altogether. I don't know why it happened now. Maybe it's something to do with watching these sitcoms earlier in America. We saw the dogs being brought into the house. But in my day... All over the north side here in Cork, uh, uh, where I lived, all the people kept their dogs outside now. Yeah, we did. Uh, Everybody did. It wasn't just in Cork. It was in Dublin. It was everywhere. Nobody let their dogs in. Sorry, Maury, you let your dog in. When was that? In the the 60s? The dog was always, when I was growing up, the house dog, the home dog. When? The 70s? Yeah, yeah. Well, that would be more the exception. Maura, that woman's name is it? Sorry? So, what's that lady's name there? Maura, 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 yeah. yes. Well, that would have been the exception, Maura, rather than the rule. Yeah. Now, he slept in the kitchen. Because the people in those days, people could make a fine living out of making kennels now. That's right. <laughs> Nobody With little roofs, little felt roofs on them, yeah. And as I said, my father always had dogs, gun dogs now, uh, springers, pointers, setters. And from the moment they arrived in the house, they never were in the house, they never saw the inside the house from the moment they arrived. Out the, the back garden. They were always out in the back garden, in their own kennels, quite warm now, quite happy there. And another thing now, unfortunately, what has happened, and this proliferation now, and unfortunately there was a terrible uh, attack down there the was, water. There was, there was indeed, know, yes. You know, with that child. And our condolences, of yes, course, to the that family. Is why, Absolutely. That is why those attacks are happening now, because the child, the dogs are in the house. And well, look at the golden rule, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to give that family their privacy. Yes, but yes, the golden not, rule is yes. never leave it. You can't, no matter how much you love your dog, how docile yes. your dog is, you never leave a child and a dog in the same place at the same time. It, you just, because you don't know, I mean, look, I know people do it, uh, but you just, the do- a dog can change like that. And they can turn and they just, yeah. because their only reaction, because they can't speak. And they can't get angry. Their only reaction is to bite sometimes, yes. to snap. Well, sure, it only needs a child to sneeze now. I know, I know. But that happened two years ago in, in America. Do you remember that story that we covered on the show? Two years ago in America, there was a, a woman had a baby and they had a lovely dog and they had the dog was the pet for years and they had they brought the baby home and the husband and wife, I could almost visualise the scene, were sitting on the bed, doting over the new baby and the baby was sitting on the bed and the dog was sitting beside her. And the mother coughed. And when she coughed, the dog got a fright and bit the baby's head. Yes. The baby was dead. See, that's why I always and say it's the so dog, easy to happen. Yeah. The dogs will be better outside now. Yeah. Because what we're doing for some reason, and this, we're trying to humanize them now. We're turning them into humans, and they're not. But they are wonderfully loyal. Remember the canine family. Yeah, but they're wonderfully loyal little animals. Oh, yes. But also remember now. Uh, one of the reasons I don't like dogs is that I had a lovely cat that used to come to visit me now on a regular basis here over the years. I had cats that I owned and cats that visit me. You have cats that visit you now. I have two cats, two feral cats who've been in my garden for eight years. Yes, well, I, have a lo- I had a lovely female cat who's come to visit me and one day one of the children came up uh, around the area a couple of years ago and I said, Mr. James, Mr. that's what they call him, Mr. James, come down quick. Your cat has been found down the green area and he was shredded now. By dogs. By two dogs. But that's I know, I know that's the just human nature. Now, the person who did it lives around the corner from me. He's gone out, thank God. But he had two dogs he used to leave him out on their own now. And they, 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 they shredded yeah, but, my, yeah, poor, yeah, but, but James, my poor gorgeous cat now. Unfortunately, that's human nature, isn't it? 
I mean, you know, and I, I don't know whether it's a kind of stereotypical thing that dogs hate cats. I don't think dog hate, dogs hate cats. I think it's just if a dog has grown up But if you get a puppy them, and a kitten together. Yeah, they're fine. That's fine, yeah. Uh, but Niall, they'll also, uh, your little darlings will roam onto farmer's land and all in a pack of ordinary mutts and they'll rip sheep to pieces now. They'll rip the lambs out of them now. But they so are they're canines. Not, they're they're not canines. Lovely little darlings now. No, well, I mean, we know they're animals. They're canines. We've domesticated them over the years. You know what I mean? It's like taking a serial killer and putting him into a playground to protect him to, be, to pretend, hoping he'll behave himself. But that's so, what I mean. We so, cannot be humanising them now. We must recognise they are a different species. And, uh, you know, everyone can do whatever they want. I'm not telling people what to do. But I, I just think we're gone completely and utterly. I, mean, I hear this idea, oh, he's, as, he's one of the children. How could you possibly, Niall, raise a dog up to the level of importance of your daughter or your son? Maura. Yeah. You, can you explain that to James? I know you don't have children, Maura, but I'm sure you've definitely seen I don't, I don't have children. Um, number one, I'd say no, never leave any dog. With a child. But another point never. James is making is he can't fathom how people who would have children and would have, would have a dog as well. And I know you don't have children, but still, you give your dog the same level of importance within the family as a child. Well, you wouldn't. No. Absolutely well, well, not. People do. People do. Pe- people do. It, it, that, I think that all started off with these little handbag dogs. Oh, right. Um, you know, the girls, and it was all fashionable. You know, you can buy the special bag now for the dog in it. Yeah. And they wanted to treat them like babies. And then they started having babies. And like a small dog is like a small man, you know, small yeah. man syndrome. You know, <laughs> they'll attack anything. Small man syndrome. But, uh, that exists. No, oh, I know it does, I know. I mean, no. the, the, the most crazy thing I've all heard, Niles, is some people have their dogs have their own social media accounts. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I've seen, I know, I've, yeah, seen, yeah. I've seen Facebook pages for dogs. Yeah, <laughs> I've it's seen bit, that, yeah. It's a bit ridiculous. So mind, there's a whole fashion industry around them as well, Niles. Yeah. For wearing yeah. clothes. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Actually, on the late late show, well, and what do you, what do you think when you show, see? They had a kind of a fashion catwalk for dogs. What do you do when you when you see people with clothes on their dogs, James? I mean, that's, that's, uh, are they for beyond, the birds? That's like? beyond my comprehension. Huh? <laughs> are they for the birds? Yeah. <laughs> exactly not. I think I think it's okay at Christmas time to put a little brigade when your dog. Ah, see what I mean? There you go, James. No, just oh. take a photograph and then take it off. The what dog. is it? Santy hat on him? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you James, know. Christy Dignam said, you know, the death of his father obviously was devastating, right, last year. But the death of his Yorkshire Terrier, Jack, was even worse. See, when I heard that, no, and I, and I, and I like Christy Dignam as a ah, He's a lovely man, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that, I, I just, that is beyond my comprehension. I mean, I, I lost my own father, lost my own mother, father, and losing a mother, father, devastating for anybody now. But uh, uh, compared to a dog, it would mean nothing to me losing a dog now. Compared to my, uh, compared to my brother, my sister, which I've lost most of them now now. Mm. It just wouldn't be on the same plane. Okay, well, stay there a second. Let me go to Carl as well. Carl, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Carl? your second biggest fan. Oh, yeah. No, well, I'm my first biggest fan, That's so right. you have to be my second. Yeah. <laughs> the white person joined the, the Nile Boiling Club in spite of the pandemic. Yeah, I, I could be the chairman of the Nile Boiling Club, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I just like that, that gentleman. No, you're either a dog lover or you're not Nile. I bring them into work with me. Right. Oh, you bring your dog to work yeah, with dog, you? The two dogs that I have. Like, if I'm working in the no, stock room here. I have to okay, yeah, go ahead, Maura. Thanks, Maura. Sorry. Right, nice to listen to you, Maura. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, thanks for announcing it as well. <laughs> go on. So there you go. 
I just, I just rank as I was just listening. You know, you're, you're a dog lover, or you're not. You either get it or you don't. You James know? doesn't get it. Not at all. I mean, you're wasting your time talking to him for. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mean that in a rude way. Like, <laughs> no, no, I know like, you I mean, don't. You're into, you know, like somebody, you're into a band like Queen. If you're a Queen fan, you, 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 you'll go to the end of the earth to watch them. You know. Yeah, blah, blah, but blah, if you're blah. not, you couldn't be bothered. Correct. You know exactly. Yeah, I suppose James has got a point. Like I wouldn't walk across the road, James, to see you too. But there are people well, that I, would I, kill I for tickets. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. If they were outside in the terrace, I'd shut the window. Now. Well, actually, I went. I went to see them um, when the Dandelion Market existed, which is. Um, Carl, remind me here. The Dandelion Market would have been twenty-five, thirty oh, years ago. No, thirty no, years no, ago. No, oh, by the way, I went to see them. I paid forty pence to see them. I want my money back. No, get your vaccination. I did, yeah. No, no, the reason I, I, I just must have missed it because I always listen to your programme, but you remember you were saying, I spit me like Donnelly's, Donnelly's blackmail chat. <laughs> I know. I can I, see the, the, the thing coming in, Noel Boyle and cancel that. Yeah, he's <laughs> not getting his vaccination. I've rung you stacks of times about, but I love, I love yeah, it. No, I'm due, I'm due the second vaccination yeah, now, I reckon, yeah, no, in the I, next I, week. I, 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 I was at home so much like you, but the only person keeping me sane. Like, <laughs> well, I, do, I don't know why you listen to me to keep you sane. But get, sorry, getting back to the dog. Yeah. Yeah, Carl, sorry, can sorry. you un- can you understand what Christy Dignam meant when he said losing oh, his dog yeah, Jack yeah, was oh, worse than losing his father? It's, it's very traumatic, very very I traumatic. Know, I've, I've grown up with them, and as I say, I, I wouldn't leave them out now. In, 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 they, they they know when I'm coming to work, you know, and I put the sheets all over the car, and they tie him in. And luckily, where I work, that the bloke I work with, you know, he loves animals, so you know, when he's having his lunch, he has a few treats for them, you know. Right, okay. And then I take them for a walk in the evening. And my wife, if she's not working, she's just part time, so it's, um, they wouldn't come in with me every day, but. And what's he work at? I just work in a wholesale company, so they're here in the stock room. You know, they're not in anybody's way or anything. Right, so okay, so they just hang around, yeah. It's not a plush office. I have a bed. My, actually, the fellow who I work with, my brother, he, he brought them a bed. You know, so they, <laughs> and they're getting old now, so they just sleep all day. Will they be entitled to sick pay now? When they're <laughs> <laughs> but but, but uh, just going back to your point, Noel, it's... It, 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 Oh, it's it's very tra- traumatic when 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 they. And how know. old are your dogs, Carl? Unfortunately, no, they're, they're both old, fourteen and fifteen. And the reason I haven't, I would have got a little puppy from the dogs trust or something, or put my name down because I, I, I usually go for rescue dogs. But yeah, good to man. Be quite honest with you, Noel, I, I hear it again. It's, well, I remember one of your listeners saying that one day he, with this pandemic, he just wants to go away and live on top of a mountain. Yeah. And I just said to myself, I, and it's the truth that Noel, I didn't get a an, an newer dog because I just don't know what the future holds for me at 69 years of age because I feel so much of my life now. Talk to I James, think, he's older than you. Well, no, no, but I feel, no, we spoke about it before that, that, that this this last two years, I mean, I don't, is, is the next two years going to be taken away from me as well? I mean, you know. And, I know, and you know what, time is more valuable as you get older, as oh, I'm sure James time. will testify. No, no, I'm, I'm just going here, I'm sorry for delaying, you know, but my, my wife, where she works, after this, after this opening up, all the people in the, and she's an elderly, she deals with a lot of elderly people and they've all said the same, they never could suffer another lockdown and they were all very conscious now that two or three years of their life has been taken away by by, a, by the government, you know, we, we slowly opening up and, you know, all the restrictions we still have and you, you kind of think to yourself, where am I going in the next few years? Yeah, I, I, I understand. I know there's a lot of people out there, particularly those who are elderly, obviously for public health reasons, obviously wanted yeah. uh, to isolate themselves and and rightly so, I suppose, but, uh, particularly at the start of all this. When it's more dangerous. A lot of people but, want to get out there. They, oh, they, they do, they, they do. I, I think, I think there's, a, you know, there's, there's a few trains of thought out there as to what we should be doing right now. But look, I, I, I don't want to, because I think it just gets everybody down. So I don't want to talk what you're talking about. No, no, that's fine. But getting back to the dogs, yeah. So, James, Carl loves his dogs. He brings them to work and he can understand what Christy Dignam is talking about because they are members of his family, James. I know. But uh, now how you can kind of 
uh, equate the, dying, the, the loss of a parent, uh, and especially as far as I remember, I heard him talking about he was a good dad as well now. He was a good dad to, to his he children. He was, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, to, to bring a dog into the same uh, area and to say maybe that it was even more sad, I, I just can't comprehend it's that now. I, I, never heard, I would never have heard that in my day, in my younger days. Dog was gone, that was it. The people got over it. Yeah, to bury him out the back garden. Yeah, no, sorry, Carl. No, I, I just said to James, it's, I, I'm not equating it with my dad when he died or my ma. Like, you, know, you obviously go through different emotions. But it's 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 a, it's a it can be a very traumatic time. Are they like okay. members of your family? That's exactly. No, are they? No, I'm asking a question. Are they like members oh, of your yeah, family? No, big time. Sure, no, Is it 20, there, yeah. Twenty years ago, no, my my uh, niece, who was a nurse, gave me a little kit and a cat, a little you know these wild cats. She said, yeah, hey, little feral cat. Yeah, correct. And would I look after it? We had him for 19 years, and he joined during the pandemic. And right. to be quite honest, to this day, even though he was Did just he die in the cat that I looked after, never gave me any love or affection. I still kind of, you know, when I'm locking up in the morning, kind of, you know, and I see is he, I just think he's not with me anymore. And I, like, it's a little bit of sadness going. Oh no, I know. I've two. Look, I've two cats that I don't even own. <clears throat> I've been. They've been in my front garden, and it's the strangest thing. It's like this electronic barrier around the garden. I put a little hutch. I bought a rabbit hutch, a two-story rabbit hutch, and I have it under the bushes. And they sleep in that every there night. There you go. And I feed them three times ah, a day. You love your animals, no? Yeah, and, and, great credit to you. and they're the feral way, cats. They've never been inside the house. And even to this day, even though they're fed every single day by one member yeah. of the family, by somebody in the family, they're fed three times a day, right? Yeah. A little bowl oh, outside the front door. Noise. Yeah, I still can't touch them. They won't let you rub them. They won't no, let you near no. them. They don't meow because they don't know how to because they've never interacted with other cats. Yeah, yeah. And it's a mother and a daughter. But no, I could leave you with one sentence. Me ma used to say it. Oh, give me the animals any day of the week. They're far better than humans. Okay, let's on that note. I'm going to have to take a break. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 087 We're talking about Christy Dignam and his comments during a podcast. And what he said was basically that uh, it's heartbreaking. It's actually worse than the death of his father. Now, you know, obviously, I don't think he meant it in a literal sense, but obviously the grief that he felt for losing his little Yorkshire Terrier Jack when it died last summer. Um, obviously, he lost his father in May last year and he believed that the grief he felt was actually worse than the grief he felt when he lost his father. And that doesn't mean he had a bad relationship with his father, by the way, but he just believes that a dog is such a loyal member of the family. It's like losing a child, I suppose. Let me know what you think. Is he mad saying something like that? Or can you actually understand it? James thinks people who think like that are delusional. We've given do- we're giving dogs too much credit and pets too much credit. Maybe a cat, by the way, as well, if you feel like that about your cats. Let me know what you think. The number is 087 Good afternoon, Mary. You're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Uh, Mary, now what do, you, what do you think of the comments by Christy Dignam? A lot of people maybe are taking them a little bit out of context because there's no, well, su- there's no suggestion he didn't love his father. Of course he loved his father. No, not in the least. Um, that's why I actually rang up. I mean, I lost my parents as an only child. It was absolutely, utterly devastating. I lost my, my father suddenly at the age of 59. And well, that's within very a young, days, wasn't it? Very young, and he was he was only sick a day. He wasn't even sick. He just had been to the doctor the day before. But um, he died of a clot, and my mum was diagnosed within a few days, and she died. And as an only child, that was devastating. And my how, do- how old were you at the time? By the way, when they died? Well, I was I was uh, early, uh, just early thirties. Okay. Um, but I had lived with them, yeah. and um, and my dogs then became my. They always were a central part of our home. Um, but they became even more important. Um, I, I started taking in strays. Yeah. Um, but there recently I lost um, my pet, um, Millie. 
No, same now, name. Same name as my dog. Yeah, Millie. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, to say to, to say that it was it was just traumatic is an understatement because she wasn't sick. Uh, she was. She had been badly treated before I got her, okay. and she wasn't sick at all. And I brought her to the vet um, because she started to. Um, I, I thought she was choking, and it turned out she had cancer. And she, the following day, I had to bring her up to have her put down. Oh, that must be. I know. I know that feeling. I had to have it done to a dog once, and it's the most horrible feeling because. Do you know something that happens when you do that? Even though I'm not suggesting for one minute, Mary, there was any reason why you shouldn't have done that. But the guilt that you feel when you do no, that. No, you have no, I, I, I don't think anybody will ever comprehend the idea of, I tried to run, I thought if I could run away with her, maybe that it would, I wouldn't have to face this. I know, but, I know. And, and I begged them to operate and they said, well, if we operate, we'll have to put her to sleep on the table. And I didn't want to die on her own. And she, anyway, they took her in for a few minutes. And when she came out and she looked, her eyes looked, stared at me as if, thank God you're saving me. And they put her to sleep in my arms in the car. And I, I thought my heart was going to break. I know, I, just, I know. I will never forget the pain because you invest so much of yourself into an animal. You, Mary, you don't have to explain it. I was in that exact position that you were in with our, a previous dog that we had. And, yes. and again, she had tumours. And we had, we, she had been over and to a vet that's, and she had tumours removed. Yeah. But it got yeah. to the point where it was, yeah. you, you just couldn't do any more for her. You know, she, the poor dog couldn't walk, for God's sake. I so, can understand, yeah. Christy, absolutely. They're the silent friend. They never ask for anything. All they look for is love. You know, there is that saying that uh, they're part of your world, but to... to to them, you're, you're their entire world. And when they look at you with those eyes, they, they, all they want is love and food. And they're the most loyal. They'll die for you. And there's very few human friends will actually do, do that. And I can absolutely and utterly understand Christie's pain. I mean, I, as I say, my whole world went within, if you and like. And you know what? They're like, they're like little we, babies. They rely on you as well because without totally. you, they, they, because they're domesticated, you know, and they're not feral anymore or wild, they can't fend for themselves anymore. So we, totally. they rely on us to feed them and to water them and to look after them and bring them for a walk and all those things and to love them, as you rightly said as well. My, my, my Millie was with me throughout Throughout, throughout my PhD, throughout the stresses of it, she was she was she she had been so badly treated when when I got her. Someone had tied an elastic band around her stomach, and she was two weeks in the in the vets when I when I found her, and um, mm. and but she still managed to trust people. She was a little staffy. Um, and how old <laughs> we, was she? How old was she? She was thirteen, but okay. she was she she had. She had teeth. <laughs> she looked like doggy dentures. Ed, right. Okay. <laughs> so she had one of those doggy smiles. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah but just, um, just she'd light up your your, your day. But it's the guilt. Uh, it's the guilt. I that, know because I after felt. after you do it, you're thinking, did I do the right thing? Was I right to do what I did? And you know what? You were right to do what you did, Mary. Oh, Don't I know ever she's doubt yourself. In cancer, but the thing is, I thought. Or if I take her away, I won't have to bring her back. And, uh, you know, it, it's just 
she trusted me and she looked at me as if to say thank you for taking me from the vet's arms and and then they just put the needle in while I was sitting in the car and and I looked and the next minute she was gone the the heartbreak I'll never forget I never ever want to go through that again and I have two more but I never ever want to but I'm you know Mary would you but Mary dead. would you prefer for her to go asleep in your arms and not wake up again? Or would you prefer her to go through pain for another three oh, or no, four months? No, so you no, wouldn't no. want I that. You wouldn't want that. I have wanted that, but yeah. I, can, I can understand when Christy says that. It's not saying that he loved his, his father less. It's, it's a different kind of a love. It's the first, it's the first a sentient creature that really 100% uh, depended on him. And it's unconditional. For its entire life. And it is. An un- it's an unconditional love. And I tell you how we must know that it's unconditional because I have seen people who treat their dogs or cats very badly. And yet, those dogs and cats will rely on them and still love them. Absolutely. And so they, their Absolutely. love is unconditional. It really is. Utterly unconditional. And it's for life. You know, with children, children go through stages. They leave home. They find partners. They... They make their own homes and they, they build their own lives. A dog is with you and dependent on you for the rest of his life. Stay, well, stay there for a second because Clinton. Hmm? Hi, Clinton. Hi, How's it going? How are you doing, going? Clinton? You've listened to Mary there. She said their love yeah. is unconditional. She can completely understand why Christy Dignam said what he said. And you would agree. Totally agree with her. Totally agree with her. Totally. Mm. We, were, we were married uh, 15 years and we got her our flight. Um, Floyd. 19 years. Yeah. Okay. After Pink Flight. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's coming up at 19 now in September. 19? We to- 19. Oh, yeah, he's a good age. <laughs> yeah. We were told two years ago he's in palliative care, you know. Right, Mind okay. Him, give him what he needs. But two yeah. years later, where this year now, we can't go on any holidays this year because we were afraid to leave him anywhere with anyone. All right, so, okay. Yeah. And, you know, it's just. I can see what Christy's I, I, Do you know what, Clinton? I can hear it in your voice. Your, your heart is breaking mm. even thinking about it. Because I know yeah. it's closer now. Yeah. I know it's coming yeah, closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I didn't really want to ring, but I just need to talk to somebody about it. And my wife's in the same boat as us, you know? So. And, and how, how, is, how is Floyd's health at the no, moment? Sure. Up and down now, you know? Yeah. Because we have, a, we have a vet across the road, which is great. So he goes over there on a Monday and he gets his blood test and urine test and... He comes back happy right. out, yeah. you know. But we took him for a walk the other weekend now, and you know they're really small walks, and yeah. they're lifting him up and over steps, and uh, you know what I mean. Uh, he's God. the yeah. on you. you talk about the pins, and he's the pins on you an awful lot now, like yeah. He, so, as you said, he's in palliative care. He's in palliative care. We were going <laughs> yeah. two years ago to mind him. Yeah, and, and, and two and, years he's still there, like you know. And see, this is what I think it was Mary said earlier on, or Maura said earlier on that. We expect our parents to die. And that doesn't mean that's a bad thing, by the way. Yeah. But we do expect no. them to mm-hmm. die. I mean, um, because we don't live forever. It's a fact of life. But for some yeah. reason, we don't, we don't prepare ourselves for the dog dying. Yeah. We just don't. I had a lab, I had a lab for 22 years now. And yeah. he, he grew up on scraps and everyone feeding him and the whole lot. And when he came to us, we kind of, you know, we knew it was time for him. You know, we didn't want to suffer. We didn't want him any suffering. Yeah. So if they kind of say, if the vet said to me he's suffering, I'd say, let's go. Let's say, when he said, when that, would, said, that would break your heart, Clinton. I, I know, I know, I know. I know, but it would be the right oh, right thing to do. It would be. And I, I do it. I do it in the morning, you know. 
I but think it's... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, can I just... May I, may I interrupt? Um, I just... I think it's the way they look at you as well. The, the, this this un, um, this unconditional love, this, this conditional trust, even in people who, as you say, Niall, have treat been them cruel to yeah, them yeah. and treat them badly. They seem to have this ability to forget. They seem to be um, all that is good about... Or all that should be good about humanity. They, they, they teach oh, no, us I, I, how I, to forgive everything that's done to them and to live in the moment and to just to just adore who the, pe- the people... We are their entire existence. And you, and I, 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 Mary, I'm going to have to interrupt you because I have to go to a break, but please do me a favour, Mary and Clinton, stay there because I want you to finish what you're saying, Mary. It's very important that people hear what you have to say about dogs. And stay there, Clinton, please, as well. I've got to take a quick break. We either opened up a can of worms or a can of dog food because certainly <laughs> Ruth has been telling me that she has so many people want to come on, Mary and Clinton, but okay. they can't because they feel so... Sad yeah, listening to not just you, not just you two, but because of their own dogs, they're terrified yeah. something's going to happen to them, and they're so upset on the phone to Ruth they can't even come on the air. Oh, I know. I was crying with her um, there before I came on, and uh, actually, I I gathered myself. I thought I don't want to make a fool of myself mm. now on the air, but but you know, I think as I say, it's it's you spend the whole of their lives with you trying to protect them and you're afraid if you stand on their paw by mistake you it it feels like your soul has died and then suddenly you've got to make that decision and they look at you with 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 uh i don't know what the expression of thank thank you you've saved me gratitude yes and suddenly you're in, you're allowing an infection to take their life, and just I I have felt because of that. I just don't know whether she was looking at me, thanking me for saving her from the vet, mm-hmm. or thanking me or saying goodbye. I'm not quite sure. I mean, and I, and I know I know Clinton know. Clinton is dreading that moment that Floyd leaves oh, yeah. us, you know, and and you know I mean, and you know what the wonderful thing is, I love for a lot of people, particularly say people in their twenties and thirties, they grew up with the dog. You know, yeah. they, they, they'll tell you the dog came into their life when they were four or five years of age and the dog was part of their life right up to yeah, when they start yeah, yeah, college. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and then sadly, the dog will usually die somewhere between kind of 14 and 20 years of age, somewhere around there. I mean, Clinton, you're very lucky to have a dog at 19 years of age. My wife and myself went through 10 years of IVF and Clyde was there with us all the way. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. four years ago, we had this miracle baby. And everyone was saying, mind, be careful of the dog, mind the dog. Don't worry about the dog. Fly, is the best babysitter we ever have, you know? <laughs> he's the best babysitter yeah, we ever have. He's the best babysitter we ever have. Yeah. And guaranteed, he'll watch, he'll watch him all the time. Now, mm. obviously, you're obviously nervous having a dog for so long and didn't get, introducing a child. Yeah, but of course, yeah. But the way was amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. And, and, what, and what, do you, what do you both say to people listening? And I'm going to come to Anne in a second as well. But what do you say to people listening? Think, oh, these people on the air are mad. They're only dogs, for God's sake. And people are. I mean, I could easily put somebody I on, but it would, be insensitive, it would be insensitive <laughs> to put them on. But what do you say to those people who just can't understand the feeling that you have for your dog? Well, you know, well, when somebody is entirely um, um, on their own, or even with a family, I mean, but in my case, when you're entirely on your own, your animals become your family. They're the, mm-hmm. the, they're the first um, uh, being you see every morning and the last being you see at night. Yeah. And now, Shamili used to sleep in the bed beside me 
<laughs> under the covers with her little paws sticking out <laughs> over the covers. And she's asleep like a human on her back. I know, I know. Say that was it. Let me just go to Anne as well. Anne, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing? Hi, Nor. And there was nothing X-rated about me sleeping with the dog. I want to make that 100% clear, all right? Uh, and, I mean, you have a little dog too and you'd be heartbroken if something happened to it. Hi, is this you, Niall? Yes, can you oh, hear me now? Niall, I thought there was another end. Niall, I tell you something now. If, if anything happened, my little shit too. He's a very good-looking little fella. He's six and he's better-looking than myself. Right. We have had dogs all our lives, four children. Right. And the last two, when they were older, we had two Springer Spaniels. A right. fantastic dog. The best dog you could get out there as well. One was robbed and one was locked down. Oh, no. Heartbroken house. And my husband, who was very good to dog, my daughter gave a present of a Shih Tzu for Christmas. A Shih Tzu? And that dog is keeping him safe. Right. Because he has very, his health isn't great, you know. And what's his name? What's his name? Well, I was telling you, researcher there, the dog, the springer, used to follow all my legs around the place, you know. Right, right. And he followed the postman, he kept the postman, might miss the house with the letter. <laughs> That's how smart they were. And on the legs, go down the field for have a tinny, as they used to call it that time. Right. And he'd come up with a chin in his mouth as much as say, I let your mum know, no, you're down the field. <laughs> right, okay. What, and what's the dog's name? My dog's name is Ted Murphy. Ted Murphy? <laughs> and we have to say, that's his full title, isn't it? And if that happened to him, I'm the one that has to go. That's a good name for a dog, it's Ted a Murphy. Name, he is a kid, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's a kid. You have some names with Harry and Johnny and Paddy and something. But you know what I've decided? Myself and my partner have decided if we ever get a dog, right, yeah. we're going to call it Padder. That's <laughs> a great name. I think Padder, Padder B. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Why this dog now is seven? My dog. by the way, should be honoured because it's after him. He knows the time to go to the door for the walk. Yeah. He knows the time to come in. So, he's up in the bed. He's in the he has his own bed now. Now I've got, got well, good. He's to the other bed for a moment so that he'd be comfortable at night. Right. Well, that's great. I'm delighted to hear he has his own bed. And by the way, loads of people texting. Listen, I, I have to wish you luck, Clinton, with Floyd. Uh, I, you know. Uh, and I hope I hope he lives a, a happy and peaceful a short bit left that he has in his life and I'm sure you yeah. accept that I don't mean that in a bad sure, way yeah. I'm sure you accept that I know, yeah. I know I totally understand yeah and yeah. Mary listen uh, sorry to hear about little Millie alright no thank you All right. thank you very well, time, much time is a good healer Mary time is a good healer All yeah. right. Yeah. thank okay. you so much alright see, see you both uh, see you Clinton yeah. see you Anne and uh, see you Mary thanks very much indeed God so many people by the way obsessed with their dogs and I understand it I get it you know, when you're feeling down and you're feeling a little bit isolated and nobody wants to talk to you, the dog comes comes running up to you. They're the only ones who want to speak to you. They're the only ones who want to love you. They want to give you a lick your face, as long as you give them a treat, of course. They're the only ones who want to respect you sometimes when you're in your own home. Oh, well. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.